The Modern Babylon Podcast is brought to you from the neurodivergent mind of the Culture Contrarian. Culture Contrarian is a private membership association which can be found at www.culturecontrarian.org. By going to the Culture Contrarian website, you can simply enter your email address and be given the opportunity to explore the teachings and education provided to other private members. The reasoning behind the PMA is to establish privacy and security for those who want to learn about how to be free and stand on their constitutional rights lawfully and respectfully. If the goal is about achieving your own freedom and want to learn how to hold public officials accountable to their oath. Our podcast is sharing information that Cultural Contrarian is willing to bring into the public as a means to provide context of what can be learned inside of the PMA. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome to Modern Babylon, Culture Contrarian here, Ryan Miller. Uh, September 18th at 3.36 p.m. in the afternoon. Wanted to do another date stamp memorial, because this is going to be a little bit interesting. Uh, the Octoware School Board is ignoring their cease and desist that was given to them on September 11th by Mr. Anthony Fagitori, and that's completely expected. We have no ability to restrain people from doing whatever they're going to do. We we can hold them accountable to it, and that's what the, the court of law is for, uh, and also for the criminal investigation team to resolve, but that the board acted out. Now, we have another board meeting coming place tonight, but something very noteworthy happened in advance of tonight's board meeting. Now, most people are not familiar with the Sunshine Law, so I put out a newsletter today which gave a little bit more information about the Sunshine Law and how laws are written, laws, acts, statutes, ordinances, codes, are written like a two-edged sword. One edge of the blade is to help pr- provide for the efficiency, the security, the, the isolation, the protection, the smooth operation of public service. That's, that's the way the law is written, to help the public entity. And it's also to keep order from disorder with, public, with the private citizens. But the other side of the law is that's accessible to we, the people, that is written for how we can hold our public servants accountable. Now, that's part of the law that we don't really spend any time understanding how to use that edge of the sword. We kind of relinquish the responsibility to be order or to have order all in the public servant domain. And we just submit, consent, comply, and trusting that they are acting in our best interests. And when they act outside of our best interests, we pretty much complain and petition and do three-minute speeches and such. But the other side of the law is how we hold them accountable when they, when they are breaking the law. 
So the Sunshine Act has some pretty specific language about the operations of public meetings and public disclosure and providing documents in public view. So Title 65, and I think it's Section 907A and 907C.1, sets the guidelines on which how a public meeting is so, supposed to make public announcement and that public announcement is a couple of different criteria. Some is three days prior, some is at least 24 hours prior. But they are supposed to provide all of the relative documents for the agenda for the people to see and review at least 24 hours in advance, at a minimum. And that would be specific to items that the board would be taking action to, such as them making movements to solicit an, an up or down vote, a yes or no vote, and to poll the votes to act on the decisions relative to the agenda items. So the agenda items and their correlating, correlated materials are supposed to be announced 24 hours in advance and available 24 hours in advance. Now, when that doesn't happen, the board is neutered, meaning they are unable to act in a voting capacity on agenda items if they haven't fulfilled that minimal requirement of a 24-hour notice. So unfortunately, this upcoming board meeting, the agenda items were not published until around 10.37 this morning, which means they only have, the citizens only have like 10 hours to review the material, to participate in public comment, and to be understanding what the meeting is taking place about as to what their elected officials will be voting and moving on during the meeting. So that's a violation of the law. But if the citizens do not draw attention to the board directors that they failed to meet this compliance requirement of 907A and 907C.1 of that 24-hour notice, the board is going to move forward without any object objection. So it's up to the citizens to object in compliance with the Sunshine Law to call them attention and say, oh, we can't be holding votes tonight, board, because you violated Title 65907A and C.1 because you didn't provide us ample time to review the information. So absent of registering that objection, everyone is consenting and complying. Now, even when you register that objection, the board will spin a narrative to justify their negligence in not providing that information. And they may say things like, well, we intended to send it out Friday. It was an automatic update, but unfortunately, the automatic update didn't happen. Or there was another event that the person just missed that schedule to get it up by 7 o'clock on Sunday night. Or that person was sick. And these are all reasonable, legitimate reasons that they failed to follow the law. The consequence is they need to reschedule the meeting in order to be compliant with the law. But absent of an objection, they're not going to have any need to reschedule that meeting to be in compliance with the law. They'll just move forward because there's no citizens in the audience to object to it. Well, this time somebody's going to object to it. 
say, whoa, time out. You failed to provide notice in compliance with section 907A, 907C.1 with the 24-hour notice and the agenda items available in public and that in order to honor your oath in compliance with the Sunshine Act, everyone should abstain from voting. Now, those that will honor their oath to their constituents will acknowledge this violation and should register an abstention from that any vote that takes place tonight. My guess is that, that they will be notified. Someone will read them notice of their violation. They will provide some. Maybe they will. I don't think they will. I'm going to give it a 50-50. I don't think they'll necessarily respond to the person providing the comment. If they do, it will be some rationalization as to why it was not, and they will claim that they're in compliance with the Sunshine Act and move forward with the voting anyway. And anybody that is reasonably intelligent on the Sunshine Law would acknowledge they've been notified of the violation and would register a vote of abstaining. Now, I can count on one person to abstain because I don't want that person to get in trouble for violating the Sunshine Act. But I don't expect any other abstained votes this evening. Now, what does Ryan really want? (laughs) I want the board to recognize the citizens are their oversight and to hold them accountable to their oath and to the law and for them to say, whoops, we made a mistake. You're right. The law does require that. We are registering this. What we're going to do is we're going to read each of these actions into the record, but we will not be holding a vote. We're going to schedule an emergency meeting for Wednesday of this week to reconvene where we will have the everybody will have more than 24 hours notice that they can return, they can offer public comment, and we will be voting at that time. That would make me do the dance of joy. I'd be like, wow. The citizens have stood up and asserted their rightful duty as the overseers, the we, the people, the fourth branch of the government, and the government saying, yep, we we hear you, we made a mistake, and we're willing to correct it, and this is our path to correct it, and these are all reasonable things. And that's what my true heart desires. My heart truly desires them to recognize they made a mistake. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But if they're willing to correct, we're showing that the system can work. My prediction is that that is not going to go that way in spite of my hopes, wishes, and desires, and that they may take a different approach, and it may get a little sideways after that. But I wanted to go on the record in predicting this and provide my date stamp, and I'll do a screenshot on my screen right now posted to this video that it solidifies this date stamp. It's September 18th at 346 before the meeting, which is going to take place at September 18th at 7 o'clock. And you could hear my phone beeping in the background. So just trying to do my level best to help we the people become more informed of our power, to respectfully stand on that power, because I, it is a thankless job to sit on the board. It really is. And the job is not easy. There's a tremendous amount to be done in a short period of time. 
and things will slip through the cracks. But one person, two people, are not helpful to the board. The citizens would benefit from creating a committee. I loaded a spreadsheet up based upon some of the voting that would take place tonight relative to the amount of people that have retired, resigned, and the amount of people that have been hired that are all in this pending status. So they're losing like nine positions and they have seven positions that are all in a pending status, waiting documents, pending documents. And in tonight's meeting, there were three people that were no doc, no show. So they interviewed for a job. They were provided access to a job. They were and said, okay, we're going to hire you. We just need to go through the document process. People don't forward the documents. People don't show up. So those attempted hires just vanish and they have to go find three new people. I put a different presentation together so people could see the volume of problems. What was really interesting when I put that spreadsheet together is all of these resignations and all of these retirements had no cause assigned to why they're departing. There were, I think, two of them that were identified as being retirements. But all other resignations had no defined cause. Citizens, wouldn't it be interesting to find out the reasoning behind people wanting to leave a public education position? Doesn't the public have an interest to know why nine people per month are cycling through? Why is the back door spinning as fast as the front door? And it's based upon no cause? Isn't that a worthwhile question to say, can we have an exit interview process to find out the reasons why people are leaving our school district? Just a question. And it's just data collection. And when you gather that data, you can, as a committee, a citizen's committee can say, look, we have a pattern here. Let's see if there are some things that are consistent across this pattern. What are the... the the feeders into causing this pattern. What is a way that we can pre-identify somebody leaving based upon some of these triggering events? Can we have an intervention in their advance? And then as a committee, can you bring solutions to the board to stem the tide of people leaving and give them an alternative solution to how do we retain these people what else do we need to do to retain them and how can we also help them fill a new pool of people that will stay this is all about being part of the solution not just part of bitching about the problem that was part of the reason i came into that school as an ada advocate i was invited to help be a facilitator of these type of conversations now, it's obvious the board didn't want to hear anything that I had to say. And they silenced me. But my efforts don't end with me being silenced. I still am a, a way to influence and guide and assist people. Even when they stranglehold my financial resources. That's okay. I have friends that will fill that void to service those contracts that that school forced termination on mine. But anyway, this is an update, 350, September 18th, and I hope you find this illuminating.
Take care. Contrarian. The Modern Babylon Podcast is brought to you from the neurodivergent mind of the Culture Contrarian. Culture Contrarian is a private membership association which can be found at www.culturecontrarian.org. By going to the Culture Contrarian website, you can simply enter your email address and be given the opportunity to explore the teachings and education provided to other private members. The reasoning behind the PMA is to establish privacy and security for those who want to learn about how to be free and stand on their constitutional rights lawfully and respectfully. If the goal is about achieving your own freedom and want to learn how to hold public officials accountable to their oath. Our podcast is sharing information that Culture Contrarian is willing to bring into the public as a means to provide context of what can be learned inside of the PMA. Now, on to the podcast.